This is the Love Swimming Podcast, powered by Love Admin's easy-to-use software that reduces your organization's admin and increases its income. Find out more at www.loveadmin.com. Hello guys, welcome to the Love Swimming Podcast, um, powered by Love Admin. Um, I'm your host, Clive Marquis, and um, well, yeah, it's the first of the many podcasts to come. Um, and today I've got my coach, friend, the lot, and uh, <laughs> Sam Redman. And uh, <laughs> I've got a lot to a lot of phrase for this guy because he's um, done a lot for me and he's helped me get where I am today. Um, the whole reason why I qualified for Olympic trials is because of Sam Redman and his brother. So I owe them a lot. So he's going to be my first guest today on this. Uh, Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on, mate. Um, lovely bit of praise, but it's all down to you as well. You know, it takes two to tango. Um, <laughs> it does. It, it, it's uh, give and take from both sides, most definitely. Well, and that's slightly what we're going to be talking about today. So today we're going to talk about um, how we can create a performance environment within our swim teams and bits like that. And why this is key is, yeah, you can have people come down the pool, they can come for a swim and all of that, but creating the right environment for swimmers to be able to flourish, succeed, swim fast um, is key. And you may have some of the best swimmers around, but if they can't come in and they're not in that environment to perform, then they're not going anywhere. And um, that's really what we want to talk about today. Absolutely. Absolutely. So to start off, start the ball rolling bits that we're going to start a really simple question um why is a performance environment important that's a good question it the way that i've looked at it with other colleagues at ports of north sea and so on is at the end of the day we are providing a service for these kids coming in yeah not all of them are going to go to regionals, go to nationals, go to Olympic trials and so on. We know that. We know that. What we need and want to give them and want them to be thinking about for the rest of their lives is that we've set them up well for life. We've taught them discipline. We've taught them how to be on time. We've taught them the importance of physical well-being, you know, being responsible f- for your actions, for your own training and so on. So there's that aspect of it. So you're creating a happy place to be for these swimmers because happy swimmers makes fast swimmers. You're yeah. And you're, you've got these swimmers, they're coming in every day, twice a day. Yeah. 24 plus hours of swimming if you're not creating a fun environment for them or a challenging environment for them a positively challenging environment for them they're not going to come yeah they're gonna give up at the age 15 16 maybe earlier and then they're out of the sport but if you're creating a positive uh environment for these swimmers to be in performance then comes along with that and that's where the performance environment comes from that's how i see it 
Um, it's we've got to remember that this is the only one of the only stable places for these kids, isn't it? Especially in the past year and a half. Yeah. You know, kids going through education at, at this moment in time. My Lord, I do not envy them. It's a really horrible time for them. You know, stuff chopping and changing what's happening, what's not happening. We're giving them this stable environment that they can keep coming to every day. Train hard, forget about everything else. And results come from that. I, I fully agree that I think that's really important as you're saying that the stable environment for which these kids come in um, because as you're saying like the school education bits like that, that can go haywire and especially during COVID it can um, you can find that like social situations outside of the home um, school environments just like that that's not always there but when they come to the pool it's as you said a safe environment everyone's it's a one big team we're all there to help each other all let's hold each other's hands in some ways and like make exactly. it all through together. And that's, that's the key. Exactly. And it, and it all starts from the bottom up, you know, because if we think about it, you're, if you're thinking about that, your true, true, true performance environment, that's, that's normally reserved for your, your top squads, your senior performance squads. Yeah. But it doesn't mean you can't have a focus on performance down at the bottom end. There's just a little bit more fun in the aspect to it. But can you make that fun competitive? Can you make sure these kids are getting into good habits early, turning up on time to training, doing their pre-pull, stretching, you know, training well, eating well, drinking well? Of course you can. The main goal is creating an environment of excellence, an environment for excellence. And that comes through multiple different things. Excellent coaching, excellent attitude of swimmers, um, excellent knowledge, excellent drive to learn. You know, all of that comes together. You know, excellent support from parents. You know, that they, they help so, so much. Mm. They're the ones that are actually bringing them there, getting up at the crack of dawn to bring the kids there. You know, all of that comes together to create this environment of excellence, this performance environment. I, I think one key bit you put in there as well is um, learning, um, because as much as learning, not just for the swimmers, but it's also for the coaches. Like we are all swimmers and coaches. We're all um, sort of like students of the sport. And if we're not ourselves advancing our skills as swimmers or, as, or coaches, then no one's going anywhere, if you know what I mean. It's just as much as coaches, committees um, and swimmers to all advance their knowledge and skills within the sport, whether that be in the science of it, the technical aspects of it, bits like that, it will advance it forward. And that's how we all get better. Absolutely. But it's consistency of that as well. It can't just be, oh, we're going to I've just seen something new. This is all we're going to do. You know, it has to be consistent. You bring in little bits and pieces, see how it suits. If it doesn't, leave it. That's fine. It may work at a later date. Just keep it in the bank. Yeah. You know, ready for another day. Um, you've got it, it. It has to be consistent. It can't just be a, a sort of a one off. Oh, I've learned something new one month. That's uh, that's going to do me for half a season. Yeah. No, it, does, it doesn't quite work like that. It's all, and also as I've, you've said many a time to me, is um, 
don't throw away the stuff that you've been doing for years as well in a sense Absolutely. of don't throw away the the basics the pure basics because sometimes you'll find the most gains are actually just in the basics and they normally are <laughs> they normally yeah. are i know it's boring but if you can do the boring stuff excellently then all of the fun stuff you're going to be superior at it simple yeah simple no, as that that's really important um another thing you talked about um was competitiveness in training and oh, the question i was gonna be is how important is racing in training so actually having um swimmers go head to head i know you have it so we don't actually have a fast lane all the faster swimmers are spread across all of the lanes and we yeah. go like that and how important is that to have um that competitive side within training well again for one racing's fun yeah not for everyone racing isn't fun for everyone but that it, it's still important for both of those groups so for the, the kids who love to race you're feeding that desire and yeah. you're honing race uh, tactics awareness skills you know how often do you how, how, honestly all coaches out there how many times do you think these swimmers are actually doing proper full speed turns during whatever set? Probably no one is doing it every single time. So yeah. how are we going to get that in instead of just doing turns work? Yeah. You, you get that in through the racing side of stuff. And again, it's fun. It's fun for these kids. They want, they, they're competitive. The racing is what they're in the sport for. But then you have your other, well, anyone, some people just don't like to race. And again, that's fine, but they still need to get used to racing. And hence why it's a benefit there. Yeah. You know, you're still training to race. We're not training these kids to swim slow. Do they need to do slow swimming sometimes? Absolutely. Of course they need to do their A1 swimming, their A2 swimming. Of course they do. But they also need to be able to swim fast. You know, they need to be able to use uh, put all that work they've done into something quick yeah whether that whatever distance that is and so as, no, massively important yeah because as you're saying in that sense is i know for me personally it's the concept of having someone next to me and i just don't want to let them touch the wall first yeah. and i'll just keep going and going and going but of course that person's in the same mindset as me and like they don't want me to touch the wall first exactly and driving and driving and driving and i find that in itself is help push me so much further because you you just find that extra gear absolutely but, but one thing to remember is racing i wouldn't even try and think about racing i'd always just think about competition competition doesn't always have to be who's the fastest it can be who's doing the best underwater kicks who is doing the best technique who's holding um everything the best that needs to be rewarded and recognized as well it's not just that top the end speed there's competitiveness in other ways who's doing the least amount of strokes at the best time yeah, yeah. So, so swimming golf we like to call it as fast as you can go but the least amount of strokes you know get a score that's a score on a board attendance who's turning up every single session who's not turning up every single session no there's so many different ways you can think about it. And that, again, for those kids who don't typically like to race, they're just in it for the training. 
that's how you can get that competitiveness out of them. They're doing the processes correctly, the best out of everyone. Yeah. Which again is going to actually help them swim faster in the long run anyway. So win-win then, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's that's really important as well because um not as you said, not everyone wants to compete race within training. Um, and it's finding how to draw those kids in, still draw those guys in, women, Absolutely. whatever, and bringing them so they can sort of still progress forward and push themselves forward. Because I know some people are very um, inwardly motivated. I know we've got some swimmers who um, swim, especially the distance guys, who may not be sat there wanting someone next to them all the time playing with them but they can sit down and they can just keep going and going and going and going yeah. and that's that i couldn't touch any of them i'm thinking of exactly kerry like there's no <laughs> way i can touch her anywhere she's like going and going and going i couldn't keep up with her but it's she she herself is so individually motivated to be able to push forward um that she doesn't need someone next to her to push her forward she's She's got it, like, no matter what. Absolutely. It's just being aware of how your swimmers tick. Mm. Understanding. And you can get that by watching them, by talking to them, you know, having a dialogue with your swimmers. What makes them tick? And then that helps you to, again, create an environment that's going to benefit everybody. Yeah. And um, following on to one of the other questions to think about because you were talking there about um how we can make swimming fun and bits like that and um it reminded me of a quote from mike bottom from michigan university um called feeding the cats he likes to feed the cats and how he i spoke about this before on one of my posts and how he means by that is um swimmers um swimmers want to have fun swimmers want to do no matter the age whether they were talking about master swimmers elite performers or just guys learn to swim they want to have fun and most of them to be fair want to swim fast everyone loves a sprint set of just a couple of 25s just swim really fast and mike bottom's belief was he would give the swimmers what they want and that is really fast swimming um and they would thrive off that they're pushing each other and in doing that he's hands off pushing them forward because they're creating that bond within the team be able to drive them forward themselves and he doesn't have to have as much input into what they're doing anymore because they they're doing it themselves if you know what I mean and that was his belief and to be fair he's produced multiple olympians and gold medalists so absolutely absolutely and he, he's lucky to, well I'll say lucky he's at that level where all of the, his swimmers coming through are 18 or over so they're adults so, you know they can take ownership of that um, which is a, a great thing. And that in turn creates that performance environment. But it's just like what I said at the beginning, it, it's give and take. It's give and take. Um, you get sometimes need to give the swimmers what they want, whether that be a technique session, whether that be dives, turns, all that sort of stuff, whether it be a fun racing session, 25, you know, stuff like that. Oh, can we use our fins on this last round? Well, I know, yeah, yeah, we can use fins on the last round. But I need from you to then go off a five, ten second faster base time. You know, stuff like that. It's it's being flexible to the swimmers. Um, not demands, but uh, 
their views on stuff. Yeah. But then not compromising a big major plan. You know? Yeah, no, I get you. Like, as long as too many too many changes of smaller details will affect the, the overall picture. Plan. Yeah. Yeah, you like you're feeling the catch, you only have to feel, feel them once a week, you know, just give them something a little bit different, a little bit fun, maybe once a week, maybe once every two weeks, you know. That's what they're going to remember. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like I said at the beginning, not everyone's going to be going away as a performance athlete. But we want all of these swimmers who will eventually leave the sport. We want them to remember what they got, what service they had, what we gave to them and then what they gave to us. Yeah, we need to remember that. And I'll I'll use a fundraising exercise that uh, our team went through uh, during the lockdown. You've got ex-swimmers from God knows how long donating, putting messages of support in. They have nothing to do with the club anymore. But they still remember the time they had there, the memories they had there, and they've cherished them. It's made them what they are today. Because if they're there 24 hours per week, you know, that's almost as much as they're at school during that time. So it's, yeah. Yeah, it creates that just that bond that that family is definitely that family exactly is a big word, and it's almost as if you're a you're a lifetime member of something, even if you have no part of it anymore. You are a lifetime member. You're a supporter, and that's gonna that's gonna help because they'll bring their kids, their kids will bring their kids, and so on and so on. And then. Other than you talking the business side of it, then you've uh, your happy days. Then we've well, got growth and retention. It's, it's cheaper to retain swimmers than it is to bring in new ones. That's much cheaper. Much, one hundred percent. Exactly. Um, and one of the other questions I was going to ask is, um, and this one's more geared towards the higher end of swimming, um, mm-hmm. and that is, we've got these performance environments. We've got the perfect performance environment you could have, but one of the key aspects of performance hards performance environments is actually the swimmers you have in them is how important is the type of swimmer that you have in that environment to create in the entire environment mm. so if That's you've a got good question you got swimmer a and swimmer b swimmer a is like your gold standard like he, he may not be fast but he he commits he wants it he le- listens he pushes forwards and he's a team player but swimmer B may be like the fastest there is, but he's none of the other. He doesn't commit. He's not there. That you want more of swimmer A, in my opinion, though they may yeah. not be as good. They're gonna fuel the environment of performance that you want. And Absolutely. I think it's identifying a leader within that group. Now, the leader in an ideal world. The leader would be of swimmer type A, the one who's turning up every single session, who's trying really hard. Bigger bonus would be if they were very, very good at swimming as well, because like you, you see it. Oh, okay. They're here every single session. They're doing this. They're doing that to the top standard. They're swimming really fast. They're our club captain, you know, they're yeah. a slightly bigger personality. Perfect. You know, that's what you're saying. That's what you sort of want, really. The, the swimmers in it will help. Um, it's getting them together, make, having them as friends, you know, finding that leader, using them, 
maybe as a club captain, maybe as a social captain, something like that, because these performance environments aren't always made in the pool. They're made outside, you know, with social interactions and so on. If you've got a group of really friendly swimmers, that's great. But then they still need that leader when they're in the pool to stop them being too chatty chatty, you know, like, come on, get on with it. We're here now. We're here to train. Let's do it. We can have the fun after the session's finished. You know, you can, you can have that um, chatty, chatty conversation and so on. I think another thing to point out is though we're saying swimmer B in this instance is not the kind of swimmers we want. doesn't mean that swimmer B can't become a swimmer A. Oh, no, I wouldn't say you don't want those swimmer yeah. B. You know, it, you're going to have either swimming type is absolutely fine. Yeah. But we we want these you, you get them you're talented you're talented swimmers um who are very lucky and can almost get away with the lack of training for a certain amount of time but hard work will always out outpay uh, outpay uh, talent at the end of it yeah. um so if we can get them sort of you know amalgamating that type a type b then we're in for a dream yeah no exactly um and i think that's really key um it's especially as we're talking about in the more sort of like we're talking about high performance elite kind of side of it, mm-hmm. making sure that we create those groups. So I know Greg Troy is all about the type of swimmers he brings into his program. He's really selective on the type of swimmers because he's all about creating the environment, not just about what he creates, but about what the swimmers are creating. Because he will say every season when they bring a new batch of swimmers in, the environment will change. And, and it will change every season because of the new group of swimmers that are coming in. And um, it's important to, as a coach as well, to change to those environments because yeah. the swimmers are creating the environments that are helping them perform. And you don't want yeah. to change that around too much. But then... But it, it, obviously, in the US, it's a little bit of a different system than we have here because we don't have that college system. We don't... The head coach don't, almost don't have that autonomy of, oh, we've got loads of people applying to come to a certain place. Who's going to have the money spent on them and so on? Hence why, like, for instance, Greg Troy, Durden and so on, they can be really, really selective of who they have in. But in a club environment in the UK, which is how everything is going, yeah, um, we can't always be so selective. But what we can make as a criteria to become into a performance squad, to go into a junior performance squad, a senior performance squad. And it doesn't always have to be about times. It doesn't have to always be about performance. It can be about performance in other areas. Again, like I said before, attendance, skills, attitude. Yeah, because again, those are the traits that are going to lead to hard work. And like I just said a minute ago, hard work outweighs talent every single time. Yeah, no, I fully agree with you um I, I i there's not really much more you can say like it's, it's so it's so um it's so obvious to think about if you know when you hear it but it's not always implemented um and i think it's something that so many places could implement so easily and um you would see massive benefits from that without even changing your program at all just by changing sort of the environment that the swimmers are in you would just see massive improvements absolutely yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm just loving the way that British swimming as a whole is going. I mean, we're recording this on a day where we've just had an absolutely massively successful day at the Olympics, four by two freestyle gold. 
no spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers, <laughs> uh, but we won. Absolutely <laughs> unreal. And you can see how much it means. You know, these guys have been in these performance environments for a long, long time. Big shout out to Callum Jarvis. Absolute hero. Yeah. Absolute well hero. Um, been in the pro first Olympics, you know, age 29, 30, 30, I believe, you know, coming away, getting the team into the final. Unfortunately, didn't get into the final lineup for the four by two, but you know, he still got a medal. Still got exactly. Still got the and he trains so hard, and he's just a really good bloke. Yeah. So big up to him. You know Callum Jarvis, don't you? Yes. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> some biasity going on there, but to be Obviously. fair to him, to be fair to him, swimming the, whole the heats team. and then well. swimming yeah. the heats and then not being able to swim the final was rough, but. Fair dues to the guy. He yeah, it's really not just well. four people that made the team, it was five. Yeah. Yeah. And it's nice to see actually the British women, some Wales, Scottish women have actually stated that. They're saying the team of Absolutely, yeah. It's really nice to see that. Absolutely. But no, what a day. What a day, Clive. You're gonna remember this, mate. Absolutely. It was only, it was only what, 0.03? Three away from the equaling the world record, yeah. Yeah. And that's very, very close as well, isn't it? Yep, so that was 2009. Yeah, so... America, yeah. Really big swims. And it was great to see American swimmers looking absolutely shocked that they didn't win the gold. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean that, that's... Um, I don't like seeing teams not perform uh, to the very level that they can. Um, but it, it's a shock to the system and guaranteed they'll come back stronger than ever at some point. Oh, 100%. So, There's plenty of room. Let the game. games begin. We love it. <laughs> world championships four by 200 in 2022 will be interesting be very good be yeah. very good absolutely well thank you very much sam for coming on and uh chatting to everyone me. here and um i'm pleased you came on it's great because i'm a massive fan anyway <laughs> but um <laughs> i learned something um hopefully you guys there listeners learned something as well and um yeah please um come on to the facebook group um, the love swimming facebook group so like, there's plenty of stuff i'm posting every day about swimming and all kinds of bits like that so um yeah comment like subscribe all, all that jazz and yeah um we should be posting podcasts about once every week ish um with new guests each time i know i've got um chris lee is going to come on from Plymouth. oh Canada. man like chris lee very Everyone nice loves chris lee so yeah, big Chris will Absolutely. be on. Um, he'll um, be talking about sort of like age group swimming and bits like that. Um, Fantastic! He's pro at that. Absolutely pro. Fantastic! Fantastic! One of the best coach. I know in age group swimming. Obviously. Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, so um, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll be back with the next one. That's uh, bye from me, Clive. Then thank you very much. Bye, guys. <laughs>